But first, from the American Warfighters podcast that I just did, we talked about Snake River Rockfest 2023. It is held in Lewiston, Idaho, Nez Perce County Fairgrounds, July 14th, July 15th. On Friday, you've got Twin Sons, The Groove Back, Tone Sober, and the main event, Tantric. On Saturday, July 15th, you've got Rewind, Southway to Snake, Cares, couple others, as well as Jack Russell's Great White. It is going to be an awesome weekend, but best of all, it is a benefit for local veterans in crisis. This is all done through the American Warfighters. It is a it is a awesome time. You can get out there. You can camp there at the fairgrounds. Get your tickets now on the AmericanWarfighters.com page, or else you can go to Coleman Dynamart. Get your tickets there, and you can support a great cause. If you have any questions, message the show, the show or get on to American Warfighters. All of that information will be right there. This is a great event. If you're in Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Montana, or if you're even out of that circle and you want to come support this great cause, American Warfighters, giving, giving back to the local veterans that are in the area, this is the opportunity. Plus, you can come see me. I'm going to be there. American Warfighters putting on Snake River Rockfest 2023, Lewiston, Idaho, Nez Perce County Fairgrounds. a little extra Lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing tonight out there in podcast land? Podcast land. Jeez, get the tongue out of my mouth while I'm talking. Well, I have a great show for you today. I have a great guest for you today. I have a great organization for you today. I have a great cause for you today i have on with me she's in the box right below she's 2a patriot mama you know her from tiktok you know her from her podcast the dark delight podcast you know her from instagram you know her from twitter from twitch from rumble also her link tree which is off of her beacon which is at 2a patriot mama and then at the bottom of the beacon you can click into her link trees i advise you one thousand percent to get into her beacon look at all of the information that's on there, all of the tools that are on there, and then get over into the link trees. And there are a couple link trees. You'll figure it out. But there is so much information, so much data within there, so much research that was done. I advise you to go in there. If you know anything about 2A Patriot Mama, she does everything at child trafficking awareness she does uh, actual surges herself i know that she's a part of change unchained which as you know uh, renegade uh, renegades rant podcast he does uh, the ad reads for it i do the ad reads for it he's on tiktok as well they do search and rescue they have the burn it down ranch and and to a patriot mama is a part of that as well along with um another group as well and we're going to talk about that I've, that's all in my notes so we'll we'll let her we'll let her talk about that but i am more than i can't tell you how excited i am to have her on and to get this information 
As you know from my past podcast, I have been looking for a group. I have been talking about We Want the Names with Jessica and Amy, um, Change Unchained. I know that Renegade has uh, another group, and I can't think of what it is offhand, but I know that he has another group that he's been talking about, and it's all to protect rescue, search for missing children, child trafficking, sex trafficking. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise. As we know from um, The Sound of Freedom, that the that documentary coming out, that movie coming out, and I, if I get onto Facebook, get onto TikTok, get onto Instagram, just search for The Sound of Freedom, that will take you to the trailer of this movie. Please go and check out that movie. I don't I don't care what you have going on. Buy the tickets. Go to that movie. Because it is going to open your eyes to the enterprise, the criminal empire, the whatever you want to call it, the child trafficking that is going on in this country. It is all over the world, but it is the worst here within our borders, within the United States of America. And it infiltrates everything. Our schools, foster care, CPS, our churches, everything. It is in everything. It is a plague. It is a virus that is spreading throughout this country. It is pure evil. I advise you, I, I implore you, I beg you to grab the tickets to this this movie, this documentary, and go watch it. We know that Mel, Mel Gibson is coming out. He's got a four-part documentary coming out with what is going on in Ukraine. Check these things out and use that information as you will. And uh, check out everything that Two-Way Patriot Mama does. I'm going to attach everything uh, that we talk about, all of the links, all of that stuff will be on my link tree, which is in my bio. So go check that out. And if I can point you in the in the right direction, um, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this of trying to figure out information and all that stuff, but I'll know who to talk to. I'll know where to point you if you would like to be involved, as well as the topic that we're going to talk about, which is the main reason I have her on the show to talk about a certain topic. And if you would like to join the cause, please listen to the show and I will have the links in there and we can do the journey together, but it is going to take all of us to stop child trafficking in this country and, and not even the country in our state, in our city, in our town, in our 15 minutes, little city that we're in it is a problem it is an issue the best story and i'm gonna and i'm gonna tell this story because i know that troy has said this so troy yusifer tiffany is the founders of change unchained he does his own search and rescues he goes out rescues kids searches kids finds kids brings brings them back to the burn it down ranch the survivors are there to live in the tiny homes, to be reacclimated, to learn, to deal with counselors, to come to terms with what had happened to them and, and be better, get the education they need and, and, and just be better humans after the fact. It's the after story that that goes un, untalked about. Troy and Tiffany, they do an amazing job with these survivors of the trafficking when they when they come back to the Burn It Down Ranch. So you have a family. You have a family like Troy and Tiffany who do all this stuff. 
their son was actually trafficked. And, 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 and this is the problem I have. I will post stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok about child trafficking. It can be anybody's family. It can be anybody's family. And I don't get much of a response when I post these kind of videos, especially on Facebook. They hardly get looked at on Facebook because people think it doesn't, it isn't going to happen to me. I watch over my kids. It isn't going to happen to me. You have, you have a military veteran of several years. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to go through his ranks right now because I, I don't have that in front of me, and I don't want to get it wrong. He's a badass. Now he's doing search and rescue. He's been doing it for twelve years. He knows what to look for. He knows the signs. He knows how to search. He knows how to do recon. He knows how to communicate. He knows how to how to use law enforcement to help him out and and do the things that need to be done to rescue these children. And somehow he missed his own son. His own son was being trafficked. So for those people who think it won't happen to me, it won't happen to my family, why should I care it's not my family? It's not my neighbor's family. It's not, it's not my family, any part of my family. Why, so why should I care? They, there's law enforcement for that. There's not. Remember the defund the police? I believe that is an aspect to why they were trying to defund the police was because if there isn't enough police officers to handle the day-to-day shit that our police officers have to deal with, how are they going to deal with child trafficking? How are they going to deal with the reports? How are they going to deal with missing children? Something has to give when these liberals go through and defund the police. I believe that's a huge aspect of the defund the police movement was to allow these child traffickers to be able to roam free. It can happen to your family. It can happen to your son. It can happen to your daughter. And you can be the helicopter parent and it can still happen. One way or the other, somehow, it can still happen. If there is a podcast to listen to, please listen to this one. If there is a podcast to listen to, and it will be in the link that in the description of this show, it is episode number 67 of the Dark Delight podcast where the, they have on, 2A Patriot Mama has on Brad Dennis, the founder of The Shepherds. It is a great podcast. And I'm halfway through it right now, in all honesty. I'm halfway through. So far, fucking phenomenal. It is a podcast that you want to listen to. Listen to mine all the way through, like, follow, share, and then listen to episode number 67 of the Dark Delight podcast, and it will open your eyes. Follow the series on HBO Max called Undercover Underage. These are shows that you need to watch because this could be your child. This could be your family. This could be your nieces and nephews. It can happen at the snap of a fingers. I'm going to bring on to a Patriot Mama and we're going we're gonna to have our, our podcast. But what I want you to take from this, what, what I want you to take from this show is the passion that I know she has, but as well is how can you help? Because our law enforcement can't do it all. Our law enforcement needs our 
help. And I know she's going to cover a bunch of information to, I know she's going to cover a bunch of information on how that, that you and I can be involved with this as well. So, but I, I have that written down. It's part of my notes. So I'm going to bring her on now. Um, if you have any questions about the show that you would like answered, email the show extralambo at gmail.com or shoot me a DM on, on all of my platforms. If you have a question, a concern, an idea, um, trafficking that you've seen yourself that Noah's going on now, shoot the message to me. And if it is something that involves trafficking right now that you've seen that you know about, we'll contact law enforcement together. Because ultimately, they're the ones that are going to have to take care of this. We'll do it together. If you, if you can't do it yourself, we'll do it together. But please reach out to the show. If you have comments, if you have questions, you have concerns, email the show, extralambo@gmail.com, or just shoot me a message directly. And, and I will do whatever I can to get those questions answered, those concerns answered, taken care of. And definitely, if you have seen trafficking, if you know of any trafficking, get your face out of your phones, pay attention to what's going on about around you, look for the keys and help children. Now, they, they did not ask for this. They did not ask for this at all. So please keep your eyes open and, and share what you know, share what you see. So I'm going to bring on two-way Patriot Mama. Without further ado, I give to you the dark to light two-way Patriot Mama. With us today, we have two-way Patriot Mama. She's on uh, the Dark to Light podcast, TikTok, I uh, believe Instagram. Is that correct? Are you on Instagram? Yep, Instagram. And lately, primarily on Twitter, blowing up on Twitter with a whole bunch of information. What What do you like about Twitter? No censorship. I don't have to edit anything. I don't have to cross out the word pedophile. I can actually put it all out there. It moves very fast for me. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like, I don't like Twitter just because I like reading everything. And, and when I want to go back to find out what I just read, it's there. But with Twitter, it's always gone. I can't, I can't find anything. Well, what you can do if, if you want to go back, if there's something that you don't get a chance to read, just hit, you know, heart it, like it, whatever. And then you could go back to your profile and go to the likes and you could skim through, go through all of the things that you like. Oh, you can, It'll be there. you can do that with Twitter, huh? Yes, you can. Oh. I'll learn something new every day. Glad to help you. How do you <laughs> how, how, how do you feel about the censorship, especially talking about the things that you talk about? What kind of censorship do you have to deal with on on TikTok or Instagram? Well, let's see. Three years, three and a half years, I'm on there. I'm on my twenty eighth account, and everybody knows that all I do is post about awareness. For children. I post about predators. I post about pedophiles. I post about legislation, you know, everything to do with children. So it makes you wonder why they would take me down and leave up all these other accounts. 
Do you did you see what Instagram what they were just caught doing? As far um, as far as them them circul I don't I think they were circulating everything to these pedophile accounts or else they were making it so that the pedophile accounts they were seeing all of this content to give them an avenue to start roaming to. I did see briefly and I think I reposted it on Twitter. I didn't get a chance to read through it yet. It's all, not only is it reposted on my page, like retweeted um, the article that I posted on Twitter, but it's also my likes. I could go back and read through them. And so, as I, what I, I don't heard understand. about it, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Is what I don't understand is, is Instagram's, you know, their, their line was, well, our staff is going through the processes and cleaning up the bugs. Like, you should know that that's going on from day one. Um, well, we all know that Instagram is also part of Facebook. It's owned by the same person. I don't want to call him that because he's the reason why I left Facebook. And that's where I started uh, bringing awareness. I, I started this nine years ago. July 27th, 2014 was this, the day that I actually um, really started looking into this stuff. That was the day that my life changed to do all this. But Facebook, Instagram, I'm not a fan of Instagram. I use it because I know a lot of people are on there and I want to make sure that um, I'm getting the information to everybody, which is why I did go to TikTok. Um, like, what was it? Three and a half years ago. You know, I went on there and I was just browsing through, bored. I guess it was lockdown or whatever. And started seeing some people on there. I'm like, hmm, okay. Patriotic people and stuff like that. She said, all right, let me, let me see if I could do something on here. And it blew up. It blew up. I think my first or second account, I think my first account wound up hitting like 87,000 followers and boom, it went down. Wow. It went down. Um, and I just, I just kept opening accounts. Uh, they weren't going to stop me. I knew that you know, and a lot of people said, why don't you go to Truth Social? Why don't you? Because you know what? Everybody on there knows about this. I want to be targeting the people that are not aware of what's actually going on. I want to be where a lot of the people are so that I might, even if I wake up one person, it's worth it. And that, so. that was me. I, I came across your page and started going through the content of it. And it really opened my eyes to what was going on. How I got into into TikTok was because I know that my daughter, especially on Instagram, but more TikTok, she was dealing with, with creeps in her inbox, in her comments, just leaving stuff. So I wanted to start doing my own research, I guess, or recon on them just to see what I can find out. And, and it was scrolling through all of her comments. And then it was, I started, you know, I'm a baseball fan. So I started getting into baseball, fly fishing, and then I'm like, there's got to be some other person out there that believes what I believe constitutionally, patriotic-wise, at least one person. Well, no, we got a whole community out there. So oh, that, yeah. that's how I started on there, was was trying to track who's commenting on my daughter's shit. Yep. There are, listen, I'll tell you right now, these predators, nine years into this, I've picked up a lot of education and along the way. Um, not only on my own from researching, but from the people that I have met along the way. Um, and we'll get into that after, but 
we are so infested, not only in our own towns, neighborhoods, all of that. This country alone is so infested online. It is infested. It is so bad. And it's very scary because, you know, we went through a lockdown where, you know, parents were home working and they had to be in front of their computers. If, you know, whether it was a single family home, two family home, you know, we're in an economy where a lot of either it's a single parent home and they got to work or double both parents have to work just to make ends meet at this point. And what did we do? Our kids were on their devices. They were babysitters Mm -hmm. because the parents were so busy. It was an absolute pedophile frenzy on there. The reports that came out of the increase, the percentage increase just during lockdown alone from that year on is insanity. I don't even know what the new number is, but it skyrocketed. It was disgusting. They were preying on our kids. It was like a playground for them. Well, and the different kid kid friendly apps, uh, Roblox or Ro yeah Roblox was one of them, and and I don't let my kids on that. My son no. keeps trying to download it because all of his friends have it. It's a no for me because I I've I've seen all the stories, I've heard all the shows that talk about Roblox and the creeps that get on there and just create conversation, and that and that's how it starts. That, that that's the grooming process right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And a lot of the groomers too, you know, a a big thing with groomers, I mean, first of all, I don't know if you know that there's actually a grooming handbook. I didn't know that. There is a grooming handbook. Um, I have the article and I believe I have the handbook up in my link tree. I have a lot of stuff up in my my link that's up in my bio, but, um, and it's not illegal. And it was at one point being sold on Amazon. Wow. How did you, did you have an event that got you to start doing this? Did something happen Somewhere along the line? Yeah. Or? You know what? Listen, I'm just, you know, your stay-at-home mom. I have two children. They're now 12 and 13. My daughter was targeted, um, you know, uh, online. And, you know, what happened was I had come across, listen, I know that there was pedophiles out there, you know, um, but I didn't know to what extent it really was until... I came across a picture, it's a black and white picture, and I think a lot of people have seen it when anybody, you know, does any type of promotion for or looks up, you know, child trafficking, and it's of a little girl, and there's a hand over her mouth. It's just her head, mm-hmm. and it is, and that was the picture that I saved back on July 27, 2014, and I said, okay, this, this bothered me. You know, I had very young children at the time, and, and I started looking into it, and it was for a child trafficking ad or something, And I started looking into this and I didn't realize how bad it was. And listen, then some, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories started coming out a couple of years later. And yes, did I go down all those conspiracy theory rabbit holes? Yes, I did. Is a lot of it true? Yeah. Um, And I was, listen, a lot of my content was geared towards it um, because I I do believe (laughs) a lot of it. And have seen proof of a lot of it. Um, there's so, there are some crazy wild things out there that there is no proof. But what happened was I just got to a point where, and I don't want to offend anybody that follows the conspiracy theories like wholeheartedly, 
this is just my opinion. Um, I started seeing a lot of saying, oh, don't worry about it. There's the military, military tribunals have happened. Um, you know, this person, this person isn't even alive. Those are just their doubles. And, and don't worry, the, the kids are being rescued off containers. The need, you know, the, the military is taking care of it. And I'm sitting here. Meanwhile, every single day I go online every single day at least three to four times a day. On DuckDuckGo, you can refresh your feed when you do a search for certain keywords to only give you the, the, the articles that are posted within the past 24 hours, past day, past week, past month, and past. So I, every single day, I set it to, to the past 24 hours, the past day, and I search for the keywords child sex crime, child sexual assault, arrest, child pornography, um, child exploitation, and I can very quickly, on every single day, on average, about 40 articles, if not more, wow. in one day being reported, but it's nowhere on the mainstream media. Mm-mm. So what I decided to do was, okay, I'm not waking anybody else up with these conspiracy theories. It's flooded everywhere as far as child trafficking and all of this goes. I really wanted to wake up more people. And make them aware of what was going on because I didn't want to be cold crazy. I can't shove this high level, like satanic ritual stuff down people's throats. They're going to think I'm crazy. How am I going to wake them up? So I said, okay, I'm going to take it back down here. Let me take it back down to what's going on in your towns, your schools, your coaches, your churches, your police officers, firemen. I don't care who they are. Right, left, white, black, trans, straight. I don't care who you are. I'm going to report on it. I'm going to call your ass out. If you touch a child, you no longer associate with that group in my mind. Now you're in this group. So I started taking it back there and started posting every single day or every week. I did a weekly update of all of the articles in like one video. And it was just the head, you know, the, the front page. And it started waking some people up. They're like, oh my gosh, this is in my town. Oh my gosh, that's down the block from me. How come I didn't hear about this? I said, because the mainstream media is not reporting on it. Not only in your local area at the time, never mind on mainstream media. So I tried to to start taking it back to that to hopefully wake more people up and become aware of what was going on, and it worked. Why do you think Um, it's not being reported on our, our local news? I understand the big the big channels, and I understand that the our our local channels feed off of or from the 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 big networks. But at some point, you'd think some stories would come across, and it just it just doesn't. Not that I see anyway. Some do, some do. When there's like big busts and stuff on local news, some do. Very rarely, um, which is a shame. So I said I'm going to do it for them. I'm going to put it out there and I can't tell you how many of those videos were taken down accounts were banned because of it and I'm like are you kidding me it's well let's crazy. be real here Main, mainstream media is paid now what happens is that a lot of times if I'm just reporting on like say a single predator a single pedophile with one case that report in that town may have been part of a larger group just because you're seeing that one pedophile, sometimes what happens is that they will make a bust higher up where they bust, let's say, a child pornography site that is distributing it. 
in New Zealand, which has happened. Once they get the head of the snake to these websites that are actually not only making, but also selling it online, once they bust that, they get the list of customers and then they start going where these customers are and start busting them. So a lot of times, like, you know, I, I remember one in spe- one specifically, there was a bus in Australia. Um, it was a couple of years ago. Um, actually, it was during, I believe, during the lockdown, right around that time. And they busted a big ring in Australia. But from there, it led them to the Philippines. And what they found, and I remember reporting on this because it hit me so hard and I was so disgusted and so upset. They found like a slum house um, that had 14, 11 or 14 kids, ages like 14 years old to two years old. And what they were doing were they, and they were like chained up and stuff. Um, horrible conditions and what they were doing was they were they found the camera everything the sex toys and they were live streaming to subscribers sexually abusing these children ages two years old and there's a picture of them carrying this two-year-old out wrapped in a blanket the cops carrying this baby out that, that, that's demented shit right there that's evil pure evil yeah were they when they when they do that? Are you able to to see who's subscribing to this channel? Can they go after the people that paid this subscription to watch this stuff? Oh yeah, and that's why you see the little arrests all over the place. Sometimes you don't know that they were part of a bigger bust. That's how they you know that's how they do it. They go after the big pornography child pornography sites, and they get the subscribers, and they go and get them. Wow! Actually, there was. I don't know if it was a mayor. Oh, gosh, what was his name? There was a politician that was one of the arrests from this. Yeah, I don't Here. care who you are. I don't care who you are. I don't care your rank. I don't care your job title. I, I give two shits. I want you behind bars, and I want you to serve. Your, serve. I want you to have justice given to you. Anybody that preys on a child is a coward. And they're evil. 100%. How is your how was your mentality going in? Were you were you angry? Were you a little bit nervous or scared? What were you what were you thinking when you started this journey? I was angry. I was really really angry because I could not believe um that anybody would harm a child like this. And, you know, there's times where I got to take a break because I don't just read the headlines. I read the entire articles and sometimes they can get very deep. You know, recently I had taken a little bit of a break because it was two in one day. Um, One of them was that a mom had sold her three-year-old daughter for drugs and her daughter wound up being raped and murdered. All for drugs. So the mother could get drugs. Um, and then the other story that day was uh, um, a father's girlfriend uh, killed his six-year-old daughter, put her in a bucket, put her in a red wagon, and wheeled the bucket with the, the six-year-old daughter dead 
to the mother's doorstep and left it there. I'm just I'm just sitting here shaking my head because that's wow. I yeah, and that's it's, I mean, and and this is something that that comes across every day. Not not quite that one instance, but shit like this. I am at the point right now. It is it is so um, there. There's so many. Listen, is it amazing that there's this many arrests? Yes. Do I think that it? We're even making a dent in what's really out there. No. Um. You know, I I now search three times a day. If anybody goes to my Twitter page, you'll see. All you got to do is scroll through my page. It's all articles. All videos and all articles every day, every day, along with other stuff. But that's why, you know, I, I'm not posting this stuff on TikTok anymore. I could put it out one, two, three uh, on Twitter and get it out there. People need to see what's going on. You know, one article once a week or, you know, a news report once a month is not cutting it. I know what's out there. I am. I am. Been, <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was it, what was your first uh, what was your first your first um, contact with helping with actually getting dirty getting your hands out there what what was what was that was it was that Vegas um yeah physically yes so what had happened was you know through TikTok and stuff obviously you know I've I've come across some amazing people that have you know join this army. I have an amazing team of two other people that, that stay on my rocks. You know, the, the three of us together, were like always in sync with each other. Um, but I wound up coming across change and change. You know, I came across a whole bunch, you know, I've, I've, I've spoken directly to OUR rescue. I have actually a direct line to a rep there. I had raised $5,000 on their website you know, on a fundraiser for them. Um, then I had um, been in contact with Vets for Child Rescue, Craig Sawyer, who's uh, SEAL Team 6. He's uh, SEAL Team 6, was a SEAL, he's retired. He created Vets for Child Rescue. I have direct contact with them. I actually interviewed Craig Sawyer himself on a TikTok Live. Um, they had invited me on. They were creating a radio show or a TV show or something. I actually have to talk to um, Tyler from there. That thing I just said then reminded me. Um, but then I you know, came across Change and Chains. And, and, um, and I knew Troy, you know, the founder, because he he's a, now he's a retired Navy chief. And I had seen his personal page. And then all of a sudden I saw he created a, 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 a what do you call it, a change on chain page. So I'm like, I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, you know, we followed each other. And I'm like, you didn't tell me you had a, he's like, no, no. He's like, we, you know, it's fairly new and blah, blah, blah. So he explains and, and we wound up getting on the phone with each other. I invited him onto the podcast to talk about it, to get it out there. And I love to, you know, I hate to say small business, but I like to, when I see somebody starting, I love to see people succeed. And if I could help in any way with my big mouth, you bet your ass, especially with a cause like this. Same here. He's building a tiny home village for survivors. And, and we'll get into aftercare problems afterwards. But I said, oh, my gosh, we're all in. Like, wh what do you need from us? Like, I am going to, you know, I'm going to go all in for you. Like, I wholeheartedly support this. So we got very friendly. You know, like, I speak to his wife on the phone. Like, we're friends. So they were actually just getting ready to go to Vegas at the time. 
they do this annually. They've been doing this for the past, well, he's, I don't know how many years he's part of it, but the Vegas search, the big search has been going on for 15 years. Um, so, and it always leads up to the week of Super Bowl, even if the Super Bowl is not in Vegas, because it does bring in a lot of customers to bet there. So wherever there's like events that especially bring in men and bring in money, that's where the trafficking actually does increase because people are looking for. So, um, what did you think? Like when you, when you first, you know, you made contact and then you were going to set up to go to, go to Vegas. What was, what was running through your mind? Like, what did you think it was going to be like? You know what? Because I had the entire year to watch all of the searches that he, you know, did and whatever he posted about and also to have conversations with him off of the app. Um, I was getting, I was soaking everything up from him. I couldn't be more grateful that he was willing to share because he saw the passion that I had for this and I wanted to really help. So when I, before leading up to Vegas, he's like, listen, um, this is, I guess they give me a recommendation for a hotel. I want to be near where everything is for the search. Cause they do it. They, the volunteers come into a community center and there's other organizations that are involved with this as well. But then, you know, they, the research and rescue was actually in uh, a bunch of Airbnbs setting everything up, doing the Intel work. So I went to the volunteer part, um, you know, and he called me and he's like, listen, he's like, um, I got you cleared. For, for a day in in the task force house to come see what goes on. Now, mind you, obviously, once you get involved like this, to be welcomed into that, I was completely deep, deep FBI background checked. Like, they don't just let anybody in. But obviously, I built up a relationship with him where I was trusted. He saw, you know, what I do and what I talk about and they had me FBI background checked, which I would hope that they would do if I'm going into a house with, you know, sensitive information and sitting there. Um, so I got to sit in on meetings. I got to see what they were doing, talking about all of that, how it worked, got to meet, you know, the head head guy, uh, Brad Dennis, Mike Bartell, um, Mike Bartell is part of free. There's a whole bunch of organizations that are involved. Um, obviously Troy, but you know, going out and canvassing, they sent the the news crew with us, with my team, um, all day. And we walked that entire strip. And the amount of intel that we were getting and a lot of the same intel. Uh, so we brought it back to home base of the volunteer center. And then I shot over to the task force house. So I was sitting there, law enforcement, you know, there's anti-human trafficking people, units there. And I'm sitting in the room and he's like, oh, how was your canvassing? And I started telling him, I said, wow, I was just getting a lot of information about this one location. And they all looked at me. They're like, where? Are you going to give us the information? I said, yeah, you want it? I gave it into Nevada Child Seekers, but I'll give it to you too. They're like, no, no, we want it. So I gave them all the information. Um, They wound up the next 48 hours after that setting up static surveillance in that specific area at that hotel also at the location across the street that they were, 
they wound up rescuing a 15-year-old boy because of the information that we gave in, and they didn't know about this location. Wow. Had we not brought that intel back, they would have never rescued that boy or never found him. That was because of the work that you did. Saved a little boy. That's awesome. That feeling was probably the most amazing feeling to get. You know, we always say it's for the one, even if we rescue one child. And it was, but then it lifted me to, I want to rescue a hundred more. Like, I want to, I want to be a part of this. Like, I want in, I want, what do I have to do to get in on this? So, um, I was also invited he had called me. He's like, listen, uh, how far I'm in New Jersey. He's like, how far away are you from Newark? I said about 40 minutes. He's like, oh, good. He's like, I'm going to be there in two. We're going to be doing a search there in two weeks. He's like, shoot Brad, the head guy, Brad Dennis, um, an email to let, you know, so I get an email back and he's like, Hey, he's like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, you know what? He's like, why don't you come meet on Wednesday when we get there? I'm teaching a class. He's like, and then, you know, we'll have sit me and you will sit down and have a conversation. He's like, and then we have operations Thursday and Friday. Come join us. I'm like, okay. Literally went in, had a two hour conversation with Brett because I wanted to pick his brain about some stuff. And he was amazing. Um, went back for the operations, went to dinner with all of them. Um, he invited me to all the other searches. I got patched in. To the, the team is the shepherds. It's, it's going to be growing to a nationwide team. Got patched in. Um, welcome to the team. I'm getting all of my paperwork. Uh, actually, I was supposed to get it yesterday. All of my paperwork. Um, so m- me and one other member of my Dark to Light team is um, getting our paperwork, and we are in. What does the so, paperwork involve? I'm not sure. I didn't get it yet. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> What was the interview whatever process? Like they, Listen, when, my background my background check was done, so I got whatever else they want, okay? Yeah. What did they what did they do for the background check? No clue. It was just the FBI just doing their search. All I and, know is is it was a very deep, deep, deep search. Because what happens is, is that now if if I'm working with them, obviously we're gonna be working with law enforcement. Law enforcement is not going to want to work with anybody that has anything on their record. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't even have a speeding ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, they, they, and if you want to get into what the training is and everything, what's going to be coming for this, I can do that. And, and cause anybody that actually does, and I know that I put out some videos about joining this movement about cross 50 states. Um, so Brad Dennis is the founder of call to rescue, but him, uh, Change on Chains, Mike Bartella, Free International, who's based out of Vegas, Nevada. Um, and I think there's another organization have come together to form the Shepherds. So now what their goal is, is they want to get more people involved. Um, they want more people getting off their butts and getting out there and, and helping search for these kids. Will you have to be FBI background checked? Yes. To, to do this because you're going to be working with law enforcement hand in hand with them. Yeah. Um, you're also, you know, you're going to be looking because of HIPAA stuff with things with the children, with the cases, every case is different, but what they are offering right now, they have two bases. 
uh, Call to Rescue at, is out of Pensacola, Florida, and Free International is out of, out of Vegas, Nevada. These two bases are going to be launching training on all different levels. You could either do, there's going to be some online courses, and then there's going to be, have to be some in-person course, courses that you have to go to one of those locations to do that. Um, but you can actually go get trained, get certified, everything, come back to your state and replicate these searches that they do, these big searches, organized searches, and do it. One question that I'm going to get is what, what kind of people are they looking for? What, what are, is there a certain background? Is there a certain public stature? Is there a certain, you know, person that you're looking for to, to be able to join this? Okay. Do they like, is their team for, you know, um, primarily like retired law enforcement, retired military? Yes. The qualifications to do this though, if you have a heart for children, that's all you need. If you are willing to get off your ass and put the work in to get trained to do this properly, to rescue children, and organize searches with your local law enforcement. He's offering it. I'm here in Spokane and I know we've had, there was a bust on an Airbnb. This guy had six or seven kids in there. Um, we've had, I know that there's families who have, uh, born children that have never been documented. They, they were raised and then they were just kind of let go. Or, you know, some, an accident happened and they passed, which I don't believe, I don't believe that, but there has to be more. If, if I know of these two stories, there has to be more here just in the Spokane Coeur d'Alene area. Listen, one thing, if, you know, until this is launched, um, there's another search first, there was a lot of information that was on my episode 67. That was last week. No, it was this week on what's today, Thursday? Yeah, Monday. So he did, Brad Dennis was on our podcast. He gave out a whole bunch of information. Um, he is offering a free course to our viewers. We're just trying to, with a PowerPoint and everything, um, through our podcast, once I get it scheduled, I'll find out. But there was so much information. Anybody that wants to actually join this, he gave out his, his email address. He said, email him. You know, what we're trying to do, we also put our email address because we want to try and make sure that we have somebody like, you know, doing this in every state. So we're going to connect with my Dark Delight crew wants to connect with everybody as well because we're creating a website. We're creating, we're also going to be turning into a 501c3. Um, I'm actually going to get certified um, in, in to be a human, anti-human trafficking advocate. Um, and our 501c3 is going to start out where I want to bring, first and foremost, I want to bring education. So I will start doing speaking events and, and whatever. I will go speak wherever to bring the awareness and bring the education, how to keep the warning sides, how to keep your kids safe online, but you have to be certified. So I am getting certified for that. Um, but then what we're going to plan on doing with our 501c3 when we do do this is not only take part in the search and rescue with the shepherds and cause we are packed, um, patched in already, but, um, I have contact with a 
human trafficking detective out of Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, who is retired, but still actually working undercover with another agency, but also travels the country to spread awareness. And she teaches law enforcement how to do these things. She was on our podcast. She is actually offering to help my team build a sting team to wow. catch them online as well. Can I, uh, do you mind if I add those websites as well as your uh, link tree to my link tree? Absolutely. I will give you whatever websites um, that we are using. We're also building a website where it's going to be a one-stop shop of all the organizations that we support. There's going to be a calendar on there. There's going to be email um, for like merch shops that we support that actually donate a hundred percent to these organizations that we support. Like soul chaotic is one of them. They're doing, they did an amazing line for change on chains. Um, there's going to be links on this website that we create to see like your statute of limitations in every state. Cause they're dropping like three more states just drop their child sexual assault statute of limitations, which I personally feel there should be none across all 50 states and something we're fighting for, but I have some politicians that we're friends with, um, that are on this journey with us. One of them actually wants to, she ran for Congress. She didn't make it. However, um, she wants to join, uh, dark polite and be part of my 501 C3. She's out of Arkansas. We have a lot of people that, that are joining us in this, this journey to, to really build this empire across this country, um, to, Get people off their butts. Get out there. And if you can't wait until, you know, if you just want to do a search on your own, you don't need anybody. You can go to missingkids.org, type in your, hit the missing children's posters on the bottom, type in your city and your state, and it'll show you all of the flyers of the missing kids. Print them out yourself. Get a notebook, get some friends, go out safely during the day and start asking questions and get intel. There's a number on every flyer. Write it all down in the notebook if you get any intel and send it in. Send it into the tip line. What you don't the, need. What are the, what are the, are, is it mainly runaways that, that are, that are missing or is it people who have been abducted? Or I, I don't know what else there is of, of what would make them go missing, but is it mostly runaways? Yeah. Um, a good portion of what is seen out there, like a lot of people think of the movie Taken, you know, helicopters and kicking indoors. It's not like that. Does that stuff happen? Yeah, I'm sure it does. But primarily what it is is that it's children running away from probably something bad at home or being groomed and pulled out of the house, um, thinking that they're going to be safe on the streets or wherever they're going or running to somebody that promised them the world and they wind up being worse. What's great about the, the, the shepherds and the organizations that, that I'm now working with is that they get in front of the child to see what they need. And if they're coming from a bad situation, if they run away from a bad situation, they don't just dump them back into that situation. They get them the help that they need. 
with with Change Unchained, I do a and I do a read for for them, Troy and Tiffany, um, the building the tiny homes. I I kind of talk about his career, how he goes out and and rescues them, and the the point of the Burn It Down Ranch is to the recovery aspect for uh, must be you know they I think they have a psychiatrist that comes in or a counselor that comes in. I mean, um, the garden for just some recoup and then some education. And is that is that going to be the same thing with the shepherds, or is it is the shepherds just like an umbrella of all these other groups? Exactly. You know, they are also hooked up to all these other different um, places that offer. You know, Troy obviously is part of Search and Rescue, but he primarily, obviously, he he's doing the aftercare because it's so lacking in this country. Um, there are some states that only have like maybe fifteen beds for for rescue children. You know, we're seeing, I'm seeing reports where kids are rescued. Sometimes they're being teenagers because the average age is about 14 years old, 15 years old. Um, they're being arrested for the crimes that they were forced to commit, which is something that's also trying there. You know, a lot of states are trying to change because they got to catch up with what's really going on. There's a lot of loopholes in, in laws that have to be closed up that are so antique and not caught up to what's actually really going on and how much it has increased over the years. Um, but there's not enough aftercare. And this is where we need to tackle these two ends of it, whether it's legislation, you know, bills, harsher sentencing, um, on all levels of these crimes against children, because we're seeing a lot of these sentencings and they're like nothing. And they're back on the street and they reoffend. These, these pedophiles, they reoffend again, even though they're registered sex, they don't care because they know they're going to get a slap on the wrist and be back out on the streets again. So, and then also what we have is that all of these kids that, you know, winds up getting hooked on drugs or whatever it is, or traumatized from whatever they've gone through, they're not getting the proper aftercare. So if they're not getting the proper aftercare and healing, they're running right back to their abusers. If we're not doing the right thing by, like what Florida did with the death penalty, which is what I would love to have across the entire country, we have a constant recycle on both ends. So it's it's never gonna it's never gonna stop. And you've got California that basically just wrote un, unwritten all of those rules or laws off their books. They, I don't even thing. think pedophiles get in trouble anymore in California. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've seen videos or news reports where they're like making you feel bad for the pedophile. And I'm like, wait, what? No, not at all. And I'm I'm up in Washington state. It's about to come up this way too. That's just how things work. And then Oregon, Oregon to follow. And I, I've looked for a, a group like change unchained. I've looked for, you know, just just a group like that up here in Washington state. There is, there is one group that I had seen on a billboard, but the website is very, um, there's not much detail. When you call the number, you get a number, but it, they don't, I haven't got a return phone call because I'd love to help. I'd love to promote and, and try to raise money. And, you know, if I can, if I can help, you know, physically in any way, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm would love to do that. But I don't, I was told that maybe in that situation, they just, they don't want the recognition to draw attention to them for the work that they're doing. 
Does that make does that make sense at all? Or wait, who does it? That I well, I was just I was talking to somebody else about that. That if I've been reaching out to these other people to try to be involved in, in some aspect, but I'm not getting a call back. And they said, well, maybe they just don't want that attention brought to them because of the work that they're doing. I, I don't, um, I don't know. That's tough. I would think that if it was an organization that they would want, you know, to, to be out there. I don't know. I, every organization's different, you know, yeah. like Holt rescue the, like he's not all over social media. He just does the work. You know, he just wants to do the work, you know, um, but he's now, I'm going to actually help him build a podcast. He's going to build a podcast and actually do, um, bring on people that are actually doing the work out there. Um, there was something I was going to say. It had to do with legislation. Oh gosh. Gosh. Um, and I can't find that, that it's a, it's through a church and I, I, I don't know what I, I wrote it down on something. I don't know what I did. I'll have to find it again, but, but you were saying um, something about legislation. Yeah. It was something about legislation. What was I just going to say about that? Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> I'll remember like a mid sentence somewhere. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll pop right it'll in. Pop in my head. So they did. So you guys did, did Vegas. And I know you were a part of that. Cause I was on the uh, TikTok live with you while you were down there in the hotel, in the hotel room. And then Detroit was next. What came from the Detroit, um, search? They wound up rescuing 11. 11. They wound up rescuing 11 children. Yes. Um, I did not go to that search. I couldn't go to that search. Um, Newark I went to. The next one is going to be in Florida, Pensacola. I'm going to that one. That's in the first week in August. You're um, just going to go down to see Ant. That's what you're going to do. Go see Ant. <laughs> Actually, he may come to that search. Yeah. He, may, he, may, he may volunteer for that, yes. Um then the one after that, I think there's another one in between. I'm not sure if I can go to a smaller search. Um, but then the next one after that, I will be down in Vegas again in November. In Vegas, That's be like another- you said, with the money, where there's money that you're going to find the men. Is Vegas a, a, a really a hot spot for this? And, and it's something that you can do several times a year? You can do it every day. Wow. You can go out searching every day. Vegas is bad. Has, have they changed their tactics? I mean, they, 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 at this point, they got to know what you guys are doing. You know, you're going around, you're asking questions. Well, or do they start changing their tactics? Is it, is it a cat and mouse game? Um, I'll tell you this. The first day, we got boatloads of intel. And I was very adamant about where we were going, you know, at my team, we had uh, four people. There was four of us. I was the leader of the team. And as I start, as we started, as soon as we hit the first taxi, the first hotel, we parked the car, first hotel, all the taxis are lined up in like the horseshoe shape uh, of, of the, you know, going up to the hotel. I just started banging on windows and asking questions and, and showing them, the, you know, the, the booklet that we had, it was 32 cases of kids, um, ages 12 to 17 years old. Um, and I wasn't taking no for an answer. 
you know, we, we were going up to secured guards. I was going into like CVS to the pharmacies because I felt like, you know, if they are being handled by a, a pimp, um, they're going to have to maybe go to the pharmacy for something. So, and then what I was trying to do was find, you know, any of these hotels that had back entrances with garage, you know, like entrances with the garage and everything to get into the hotel underneath. I made sure we hit those too. And we got a lot of Intel. Um, and then when we were starting to get Intel on this one specific hotel that they were seeing these girls, um, get picked up at like eight thirty in the morning from this hotel, I said, let's go. We're going to that hotel. And we went through the front. Um, and then I said, there's gotta be a back entrance. We went all the way around the block and went down and I went right into the, where the service people were working, like the, the bellboys and stuff. And they're like, Hey, and I'm like, I got questions. And I had my badge on and stuff. And I got a lot of Intel there too. Went inside the head secure. One of the head security guys did not want to talk to me. Is that they're a running it, right away? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I was getting Intel about that specific hotel, Somebody in there knows what's going on, getting whatever. So one of them was, one of these security guys, they were not happy. Then what happened was the second day we went back out again. We got followed by two men. Severely followed that we had to lose them. I had to call into home base and they're like, just, just safely get back here. Like lose them try to go into a casino. Sometimes the casinos go out into like, you know, Walgreens or something when you go into the hotel. And that's what we did. We lost the first one and then we picked up another one mm. and they were tailing us. Like we went inside somewhere, they stayed outside and waited till we came out. And I'm like, Mm-mm, this, I don't, I don't have a good feeling. They knew we were there. You're cutting into their money. Yeah. They don't, they don't want you there. Well, it's, it's a business. You can, you can sell a kid four, five, six, seven times a day. And you know mm-hmm. that I, I, I'm trying to think of what that movie is called. That's coming out. The documentary freedom, sound of freedom, sound of freedom. I have my tickets. Oh, it's, I hope, I hope that it sells out in every theater across this country. And I have Listen, shared it. We've been waiting for years for this to come out. Um, I don't know what they've gotten up to on sales. I know they were trying to target 2 million tickets sold. I don't know. I haven't looked the up at the update. And then the one with Mel Gibson. I remember I remember when Mel Gibson was just written off as this crazy guy that lost his mind. And now that once you so once you start understanding what Hollywood is and then you go back to that time frame, he hasn't lost his mind. He's been he's been giving little bits here, little bits here, to now he's got this four this four episode documentary coming out and he's exposing it all. Um, you know, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories. One actually came true today. I don't know if you saw it. Um, a whistleblower came forward. Hang on, I'll read it to you. And I said, oh, look at that. Another conspiracy theory came true. I reposted the Chester Bennington, Pizzagate, all of that, because that information has started to come out with uh, John Podesta. So I reposted that video again saying he was murdered. He was not a committed suicide. His wife even said he didn't have depression. He was happy to be home with his family. 
and then he was dead. And then I get some, he's a, he's a libtard that I, that we're friends with that he, they're like, you know, you're, you're a moron. You're, you know, the family's grieving enough as it is like they're following my Facebook page, but the family's grieving enough as it is, you know, you're, you're, you know, I'm a low life for reposting this and that, that truth is going to come out, but it's guys like him that just don't want to hear that because they're fine in their, their own little, their own little bubble. Until it comes knocking on their door. Cause if anybody thinks that it can't happen to them, I'll tell you right now it can. And this is only because it's been said on my podcast by, by chief Troy, uh, founder of change and change. He said it three times now that he's been on my podcast while he was out, you know, saving the world. Saving children, rescuing children under his own roof. His own son was being. I cried listening to his story because I thought of my kids. I've got a 17 year old. And then then you're just like, what what am I missing? What, you know, what am I overlooking? Coming home every night, playing video games with him. He had no idea. So if you think that it can't happen to you, trust me, it can. Make sure that you're in your kids' lives. Make sure that you are have an open line of communication with them. Make sure you're building up their self confidence, because I guarantee you there is someone on the other phone on, on the other end of their phone or computer or whatever that is willing to tell them whatever they need to hear. Yep, hundred percent. Um, yeah, this came out today. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for verica- verification on this, but this is something that I talked about when we first went into Ukraine. A whistleblower from a European security organization claims Russians are discovering basement labs with evidence of Ukrainian groups harvesting the organs of children. Putin Putin said it. I have the video of the the Russian soldier almost in tears saying this months ago. Months ago. We we knew this. Organ harvesting is very real. It is very real, and it it's a money maker. Well, well, once you know, we know that through Planned Planned Parenthood and everything that they do, and yep. selling of body parts and organs and babies, and yep. oh, it's I I start thinking about that, and I, I you know I attach my own kids to it. And it's a situation where my heart breaks for the, for the families and like most of, most of my friends, you know, for their families who are just so oblivious to all of this, because like you just said, it, it could be them one day in the snap of a finger. You know, um, like I said, I, I started, um, speaking out about this. Nine years ago, 2014. Um, I can't tell you the amount of people that now come to me that thought I was crazy. You know, family, friends, um, that apologized. And now they're like, well, they want to hear about it. They want to know what's going on, like, um, I find that amazing that they came and apologized. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Yeah. How is your <laughs> How is your mental state 
right now? I know you just got done. You said you took a break. How often do you cry? A lot. I, I, I will love just hearing stories. I hug them every so. night. You know, I, 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 you know what though? I have to read through the stories. I have to read through the details. As bad as it is, it keeps me going because then I, you know, I look at my kids every day and they're safe. My kids, whenever they get something on their phone, they come running to me. I don't know this number. You know, their phones are monitored. Um, my daughter was targeted and it wasn't her fault. Um, it was actually her and she had um, like a messaging app and her friend's account actually got hacked um, just a couple of years ago. And it was a, a gentleman in Pennsylvania that hacked her friend's account, messaging account, and sent out a child pornographic video. And my daughter was one of the recipients. So my daughter woke up in the morning. Thankfully, um, it was a flagged video. So as soon as my daughter clicked on the message, her whole account got banned. And she had no idea why. So she never saw anything. But guess what? Two days later, my county's cyber crime unit detective for the children children's cyber crime unit was knocking on my door because that video was opened. Mm. And they had the paper of our all of my daughter's conversations. So they knew right away that she was, you know, at the time I said, what was she 10? And I, I literally sat down on the, on the table and that while they're telling me this and I'm like, you have no idea. Do you know what I do? <laughs> so I started telling them and she's like, listen, it can, she goes, unless you're going to put your daughter in a bubble, it's going to happen. She goes, the best thing to do is that open, you know, the open line of communication, monitor your kids' phones, get a parental control app, which I highly recommend, Bark. Yep. Bark technology, I highly recommend it. Um, Did but, you say you know, Bark? Bark, B-A-R-K. Okay. They also have a phone out now as well. But Bark technology, they have an app. Um, and you, all of these parental control apps, listen, you could use whatever one you want. Troy, Change and Change, that's their, their number one pick. Um, Bark is, is highly rated. Um, and it's a, you can see everything on the phone. Um, and it sounds like an invasion of privacy and stuff like that, of a, you know, of a teenager and everything, but um, wouldn't you want to be better safe than sorry? Yeah. If your kids piss at you, you know, because you're watching what they're doing, tell them why. Explain to them why. Yeah, I, I talked to my daughter like that. Of I'm not going to go through you and your friends' conversations, but if you have somebody that has messaged you that right. you don't know who it is, I want to know about it. Right. You know, my son, I, I keep him off of social media. Um, I, I, all of our kids were supposed to be off of social media until they were 16, 17, 18. But in uh, other parenting situations, my, my, my girls were allowed to have cell phones at 10 along with social media. So 10, 11, 12, my son is just 13 and he does not have that stuff yet. And I'm going to keep him off there as long, absolutely as long as I can. That's what we did too. 10 years old was the age that they got their phones, their 10th birthday. That's when they got them. Honestly, because of all the crap that goes on in this world, the schools, this, like, I just feel 
the practices, you know, all the sports, but I just felt better that I could reach them. Um, there's obviously a lot of limits, a lot of parental oh, yeah. control. There's, there's a lot, um, you know, phones off at a certain, that type of thing. But, um, have a phone at 10 years. Well, you know what? I feel safer with them having a phone. Yeah. Here, I, in, I feel here in Washington state, the kids get their own medical choices at 13. Um, because our zip code is in Washington state, Google turns off all of their parental controls as soon as they turn 13. So yeah, the day my son turned 13, all of the parental controls came off as soon like his, uh, uh, in the, the, my chart that we use for Providence for the, for the doctors and hospitals and stuff, all of that stuff turned off as the day they turned 13. It is, it's unreal. So I went back through and I, and I told my son, I said, if you want to have this phone while you're here, these controls will be turned on. So he, 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 he's like, I want to use my phone. I want to be able to talk to my friends. Uh, this dad ain't fucking around. That's what, that's what he understands. So we put those back on and, and, uh, it hasn't been too much of a fight, but it, it, you know, he wants to have more freedom. So I'm going to, I got to figure out a way to try to get him more freedom with, me still feeling comfortable with what he's doing. Yeah. But I'll look into that bark, that bark technology. Yeah, we bark, do something. Is, yeah. And, and it, it, yeah, it's, it's, I highly recommend it. Um, what was the other thing? There's also, I, I have a video, you know what? I can actually send you the list of the five that he, there's one that's the, that's for the, only for the computer, but I think bark also has for the computer as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, these kids, they're going to have phones. I mean, they're going to, these schools give out iPads. Yeah. Um, they're going to have access to this stuff. So, you know, educate them. And sometimes it, you know, you got to be honest. It might be tough to be honest about what's really going on, but if they know the truth and, and you keep that open line of communication and it, it's, it'll be for the better. It's just like firearm safety. You know, if you hide your guns and keep them out of your kid's line of sight forever, as soon as they see one, they're going to be curious and they're not going to know how to handle a firearm. If you keep it around them safely, of course, you show them how to clean it, you show them how to properly load it, you show them how to check it, how to take it apart, and you do all that stuff so that way they get used to seeing it, used to using it, used to handling it. By the time they get to the point where they are able to use it on their own, they're going to know exactly what to do and they're not going to be a danger to themselves, their friends, other people around them. So we did. That's what trained. My son has been coming to the gun range since he's 10 years old. They, they, they have no curiosity whatsoever. They've handled them. They know how to use them. They know the safety. They know all of it. They know how to shoot. So my daughter no my daughter is spot on with an ar like she can hit That's like cool. a sand dollar size along any target and she's she's money with that i'm like yeah i feel safe with you, you know a lot me. of you know a lot of people you know these gun laws and stuff and if you want to get you know i i i the craziness that goes on about this um you know listen i'm in a blue state you know, I see all the craziness when there's shootings. Oh, you know, and there's so many of us that are 2A um, that want 
security guards with guns in the school. Well, I'll tell you, I'm in a blue state. My school district, all elementary, junior high, and high school, all they do is hire. They will only hire retired law enforcement. All of the security guards in all three schools open carry. That's awesome. And when there is incidents that come into the news where there are school shootings that happen, guess what? One phone call, every single school is loaded with cop cars from my town right in front of the school. That's awesome. All of our they don't joke around. All of our schools here are um, elect electromagnetic doors, so they're bolt they're bolted until a mm-hmm. button is pushed to allow these doors to open. I don't know how unbreakable that they are. I don't know what type of force it would take to get through these doors, but they're pretty solid doors, and they have to be open from within before anybody gets in. Even even like I know the office people. My my son, I go to the office a lot for my son. But uh, they, so they know me, I still have to check in, even though, even though they know me, they know why I'm there. That if I'm, my voice doesn't come across the intercom, tell them exactly why I'm there. That door does not open. And that's every school here in Spokane. So if I can give any kudos to district 81, it is their security when it comes to our children and, and who enters these schools. Even our sporting events, our school sporting events, they're there. Those security guards, they're not letting anybody into the fence that they don't want. They're there. <laughs> it, the school dances, if there's one school dance at the junior high school, all of the security guards are literally lined up in in the car lanes, dropping off the kids, open carrying, opening the doors, ushering the kids inside. They They protect our kids like no joke in this town. That's awesome. Do they have it. children within the school? Is that why? Or is it just well, a part of their you know duty? Just there. And I've, I've met all of them. I haven't met the high school ones yet, but I've met obviously the elementary school. They're just very passionate about the kids. You know, they, they, they care about their safety. They really truly do. They care about their safety and you can see it. You know, they retire law enforcement. Um, they want to make sure that they're safe. They're doing their job and, and, you know, they're very friendly. So, you know, um, they're just good security guards. They're really good, good people. What do you carry? My baby's a 22, a buck mark. 22. Do you like, do you like it? You shoot often? I haven't gone in a while. Um, but I do love to go. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, we're, we're about once a month. I have to renew my membership. I usually have the year. I think it just expired, but with the membership, the gun range that's right by me, um, is 24 seven. Like they're, they're open hours. If I wanted to bring a guest with me, they're open to like eight o'clock. But if I want to go two in the morning, my fingerprints to the downstairs part of the range, they have the video cameras. They could see you coming in and like, I'll yell at the camera, turn the lights on and they'll turn the lights on for me and for the lanes. And you could just go whenever you want. So, Awesome. Do you have, do you carry when you go to, uh, when you went to Vegas, did you carry there as well? I mean, Nevada, I know is, is pretty strict, but some States are allowed yeah. to, to go over there. No. Um, no, when I get, I, you know, I have the list of the different training. Um, see the thing with the search and rescue is that they don't take care of arresting the, when they are encountered with a, 
pimp of some sort or a handler, they don't do the arrest. The law enforcement does the arrest. They concentrate on the children that they're rescuing. Um, But if they do encounter a situation where they're doing like a sting operation, like what they'll do is during the day, they'll do searching. They'll the questioning, the canvassing going, you know, with the pictures, with the intel that they've gotten about certain locations that they might've been seen. So they'll start asking questions. They'll take notes on stuff. Um, But if, and then usually during the nighttime is when they will go and check out certain areas, like what they're called is tracks. Um, tracks is where like it's highly concentrated with prostitutes. Um, so there's marked areas that they'll have on their map um, that they'll go check those out during the night and, and like pay attention. Look, they're not. But if they do encounter a situation, law enforcement handles. That's why see a 501c3 cannot go in and just operate a search and rescue. They cannot do that on U.S. soil. They have to be either invited in or um, get the approval from the law enforcement of that area for that, you know, district or, you know, whatever it is. They can't just go in and do it themselves. They have to work hand in hand with law enforcement. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, So any organization that says that they're out there doing search and rescue and arresting pedophiles or, or doing searches where they're literally pulling kids out. No, they, they have to work hand in hand with law enforcement. They have to be asked to assist. They're not by law. They're not allowed to do it on us soil. When I want to go back a little bit, cause I was going to ask a question that I forgot when I asked what, what can other people do to help? And then it, I kind of thought of this when you were talking about going through your keywords that you search every day. So number one, have you ever been questioned for the searches that you do on a, on a daily basis? And then the question, the other question from that is, would you advise people to create bad Facebook accounts or TikTok accounts, Twitter accounts, Instagram, just to lure pedophiles in? Or is that a, is that a, a hazardous thing to do as well because of law enforcement and people tracking your computer and the other okay. end that could happen that? When I do my searches, I do it for, I do not look at any child pornography. That, no, I don't do that. I look for articles. I look for that type of stuff. When that part of it, you know, as far as sting operations, I don't recommend anybody just starting one and doing it because you have to operate within the law. Um, so when I say that we're going to build a sting team, and if anybody wants to see what that looks like under a 501c3 working hand-in-hand with law enforcement, I recommend watching the series on HBO Max. Uh, if you have like a fire stick or something, you could look it up. They're in their second season. The organization is called SOSA, S-O-S-A. They're based, I believe, out of Connecticut. Um but the series is called Undercover Underage. I think I've they seen are clips ab- on TikTok about them. Yeah, there are clips. They Sosa actually has a page on TikTok. Um, I have. I am all caught up with every episode so far, unless there's a new one that just came out. Um, I'm highly invested in that. Um, Detective Heidi Chance, who is out of Phoenix, Arizona, that I am in contact with. This is something that I want to do, but. If I'm going to do something like this, I, I know that 
you have got to have all of your I's dotted and all of your T's crossed to do this. You cannot just go in and, and operate things. Do I know people that actually do it? Yes. Do they have the qualifications? Yes. Have the, have I seen their, some of their things and screenshots? Yes. Um, can I talk more about any of that? No. Um, but I want to create my own down the line and having detective Heidi chance come on our show and then, you know, talking about this with her quickly. And I said, you know, this is one of my goals with the 501 C3 that I want to build, you know, after everything else is building a qualified legit team. And she's like, do you want help? <laughs> she was like, I can help you. And I'm like, excuse me. She's like, Oh yeah, I'll help just, you. Just like that. Just like that. And this is what this woman has done. This was her career and she's still doing with decoys, everything. Like I legit want to have like undercover underage. I want to be able to rent an Airbnb or own a separate location where it's a staging house with bedrooms that are decorated for teenagers and have the decoys come in and that are 20 something years old and look like they're 12 and have different ages, like 12, 14, 15 and do that. Um, that's, that's the big goal at the end of this with, with the group that we want to form, but you have to do it legit. You have to have trained people. You have to have qualified people. You know, you have to have law enforcement working hand in hand with you. Um, and you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch undercover underage. Um, because if you're not doing it and you don't know the laws in that state that you're operating this under, with how, what, what laws they're breaking. Cause every state is different. You have got to know the laws. You got to know what, when they commit that specific, you know, crime, what you can get them for, how much further you could get them, how many more charges you could get on them, because you don't want to do this and then lose them. And then they're preying on real children. Mm-hmm. You want to get them and get them good. So it is not something that I recommend to anybody just going and doing. You really got to know how to do it, especially when a lot of them are so knowledgeable and so tech savvy, you know, trying to see if you're really an undercover because so many undercover things are happening. They're being very cautious, you know, these predators. So you got to be really careful and you don't want to lose them and you don't want to F up. Maybe an undercover is actually doing a thing on them and then maybe they may go dark. So you don't want to screw that up. So I don't recommend just going out and doing that. Get the training, you know, contact your local law enforcement. They may have a recommendation of a training or or volunteer program to get training that they can refer you to. Because I'll tell you right now, law enforcement needs help. They do need help. They do welcome this, but they will only welcome, you know, qualified or somebody that, that is knowledgeable about what they're doing. Do you think maybe that was a part of the defund the police movement was to make sure that there was less cops to allow this type of traffic to con- to, to continue and grow? Funny you say that because right after that happens and a lot of like um, what, what Detective Heidi Chance was telling me out of her precincts originally in the beginning, they were 3,200 in their department. It wound up getting down to 2,500. And because of the increase of the cyber online um, tips and, and things that are going on, it's piling up, piling up, piling up. They don't have the manpower to actually get to it. So all these cyber tips are coming in. All of this information is coming in and they can't, they don't have the manpower to take care of it. 
So yes, they do. They are welcoming people like myself that is going to get qualified and certified and get the training to do this properly so that I could help them. Um, and they don't have to pay me, you know, I'm doing it for free. So, um, yeah, I do think that, that because there was a couple of articles and, and I said it too, it's funny that you say it. Cause I said it, I said, this is part of the reason why now they got less cops to rein in these pedophiles, less cops that are going through the piles of cyber tips that are coming in. They can't get to them. They just cannot get to them. Yeah. Administratively they're, they're trying to deal with drug overdoses, crashes, you know, mm-hmm. anything else, shoplifters, anything else. And it, something has to give. And unfortunately it is our, it is going to be our children and, and the paperwork that ensues from all of this research and tips and all of that. Yeah. It's bad. So how, I know you already covered this once. How do people get involved with, with what you're trying to do and what are you trying to set up in all 50 States? Okay. So what, what our goal is dark to light is trying to do. Um, we're trying to find like people in all 50 States. Like we have somebody in, in your, in Washington, actually, that has been with me. I can't say who it is, but, um, that is going to really do some work over in Washington. That's joining us. She's going to get the training and everything like that. She's all in on this. Um, she actually was going to actually run in politics. She actually walked away from that just to do this with us Wow! now that this train. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't be more appreciative that she felt that this was more of a priority. Um, well, whoever you are in Washington State and you would like some help, please reach out to me. Oh, yeah, you'll you'll see soon. Um, so what we're trying to do um, is make sure that that we at least get one person from every state that is going to commit to this. Um, we want to connect with you. We're building a Facebook group. I hate Facebook, but we're building a dark light Facebook group. We made a dark light email address, um, for anybody that is interested. Obviously the training has not started yet. It has not launched. However, um, they can go watch episode 67 of our podcast to see all of the information. There is going to be another episode with Brad Dennis coming back on to give a free training course through PowerPoint on the episode. Um, he did put out his email address and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it is in that uh, episode that you could email him if you are serious about wanting to do this training. And part of it is online and, you know, different levels of it. And if you want to really get down to the, to the nitty gritty of, of training, then you're going to have to travel obviously to either Nevada or to Pensacola as of right now. But he's also offering, um, if you could get a large group together in your state to do the training, they are willing to come to you. And that also goes for searches. If there is a large group of people that actually want to do a search, um, you can contact him and they are willing to come to you. That's awesome. Where you can volunteer with them. They are very giving. They are very, you know, this group you know, like I said, I've spoken to Oyo Rescue and stuff like that, a rep there. And, you know, it's not that I don't like Oyo Rescue. I just, 
it's become so commercialized kind of thing. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe in all of the work that they're doing. I just prefer to be more hands-on being with the founders, knowing what's going on now getting accepted. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, they're up here and I'm down here. It's everybody together. You know, like they treat everybody the same. It's you're getting the hands-on training. They want you to be a part. They welcome anybody that has a heart for children to be a part of this. The more the merrier because we need boots on the ground. Well, as soon as your website and all of that stuff gets on, I will, I want to promote it on everything that I can for you. Put it on my link tree. You have two separate, uh, it's not, you have one link tree and then you have a beacon. One of them is full of information of all different sorts of stuff. Don't even laugh at me. I have a beacon with links. Then on the the last link says link tree Mm -hmm. research. That takes you to a link tree. There's a ton of links. So much. And a good portion (laughs) of those links lead to other link trees. I have about 10 link trees. Oh, wow. There is... I actually have to adjust it a little bit. I got to fix some stuff and add some. <laughs> okay. Well, there, I was on it. I was on it yesterday as well as today. Just going through all of the, all of the different links and there's so much information. So you have definitely put in your time. You've put in the, the work on it. You have um, connected dots and it's all right there in, in the link trees. If, if at least, if you don't want to be a part of this, go through there, find out all of that information, the research that you have done, and that'll be all in my link tree. So I'll just make it easy for everybody. You know that my, I've had three and I subscribe to link tree because I have so much in there. Three, three times, three times I've had my link tree banned too. I, I was just going to ask that because I've had mine banned before and I've talked to the, I don't know who it was, some, some higher up there dude in Australia because uh, that's where Linktree is out of is Australia. Why did my account get done? Well, is what I was doing is I, is I made separate links to the Joe Rogan podcast when he talked to Dr. Maloney, when he talked to <laughs> Dr. Peterson and it was gone. They're like, this is information that we just don't want out there. I'm like, why, why? That was one of the times I got banned. The other two had to do with, I think, Epstein or something. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? I got banned. I was like, wait, but I subscribe. I pay for this. How could you get me? What What's the difference between the subscription with Linktree and just the, the regular free one? You know, I forgot. There was a reason for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Okay. Only only my main one I pay for. The other ones that are linked off, I call it my link forest. Because <laughs> um, it's not a tree. It's a whole forest. <laughs> There's about six accounts through. But the, uh, the one main one I pay for the subscription, the rest of them that link off of that are, are the free ones. I think they're just basic or something. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know why I pay for this. I have no idea. There's, there's something probably that I needed. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. Okay. I don't know what it is. So last thing that I have for you, well, actually I have two things, but you'll enjoy the okay. last one. You can't, you'll lose your mind if you just think about this all day long. What other rabbit holes are you in? 
oh God, I haven't been in rabbit holes in a long time. One of one of the ones that I actually just recently revisited and did an entire podcast on it with so much proof because we, we do the video on Rumble. So I was pulling everything up was the Finger Lakes because all of that stuff came out again. Everybody was recirculating uh, Hunter Biden's tattoos. Um, Which is on his back for those of you who are wondering what, what it is. Yeah, and I had touched on that. I mean, I had made videos about that a long time ago, a couple of years ago. So it started coming back out, and I said, all right, you know, let's do a fun podcast. Let's do a rabbit hole podcast tonight, and I'll retouch on all of this for anybody that wants to know or doesn't know or wants to revisit again. So we did that episode, and there was a lot of information. Um, that's, a, that's a deep rabbit hole, and it's still going. There's still things coming out of, of Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes is a huge, huge hub. Um, you see, what happened was, what came out was Marjorie Taylor Greene had come out yelling and screaming, oh, you know, we had these, the, you know, um, one of the LLCs from Hunter Biden, which is named after um, Alaska, no, it was Alaska, that we have the money transaction of like six figures or whatever it was of from Alaska to, I forgot who it was. Um, for a prostitution ring. She's like, oh yeah, we got, we got a copy of this. And I was like, and I looked at it and I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She, she didn't show it. Nobody, I've had that document. The Owasco document. I've had that for two years. Really? Two years. I read, oh yeah. I've had it for two years. And I said, are you kidding me? You're coming out screaming about this now? If I've had it for two years, you've had it for two years. The FBI has had it for two years. Everybody's had it for two years. But I had those doc. I have the actual transaction documents. So I went back and I found it. And I believe it was from November of 2021. I've had them. So I reposted everything and we did an entire uh, episode on that. All of the findings I even found on the, so there's, it's connected also, I don't know if you know, to Nixium, Finger Lakes, upstate New York, all of upstate New York, Mm -hmm. Keith Rainier, you know, the Smallville star that got that, the Seagram's heiress, that whole Nixium sex cult ring thing. I don't know what Smallville is. There was the, 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 the female star that she was arrested for trafficking too. Okay. And then the, uh, Claire Bronfman, the Seagram's heiress was also arrested and served. She, she had like a thoroughbred horse farm. Well, upstate New York, there's, what is it? I, I forgot what racetrack it is. I don't know if it's done, whatever the racetrack it is. So I had actually found on the New York state gaming website, a horse, back around that time was disqualified because they found adrenochrome in its blood. Oh, wow. I have, and it's from, it's not, it's, it's, it's from the actual New York state gaming website. So that was all in the podcast. So that's one of the rabbit holes that we went down. Um, you know, they try there's there's a submarine base there that they're saying no there isn't no there isn't I have all testimonies that I found online from residents there um, I found all the testings that they've done on submarine lines over there there's there's a lot that episode was 
jam-packed with proof. Yeah, they, I've seen the map Tunnels. of all of that submarine stuff. Tunnels that go all the way to Canada. Wow. That they used to use for sleeves, and then they used to use it for for the rum running, for the alcohol. Oh yeah, and there's, the the tunnels are actually still open. Um, there's certain parts that you can't go, but yeah, there, you could still go to the tunnels. Your your dark to light podcast. Mm-hmm. How was it? Just another avenue for you. You know, if if you're dealing with being censored on social media, was is that why the podcast started, or how did um, it start, and how do how has it changed to today? I had needed another avenue to be uncensored, um, answer questions bring on guests so that people could hear from people that are actually in this site, like law enforcement, politicians, uh, founders of organizations, uh, survivors. I always tell any survivor, if you ever feel that you want to tell your story, my podcast is your home. I will always offer my podcast to any survivor that is ready to tell their story. Um, you know, it, it, the survivors that have come on and told their story um, have given voices to other survivors. Um, we had one podcast where a survivor came on and told their story for the first time. Um, and there was people in the comments that were actually admitting that they were survivors as well. And they never told anybody. Um, it gave them felt that they weren't alone. It gave them a bigger voice. Um, because a lot of these survivors think that they're alone. And I've encountered many survivors through the years that I've been doing this on social media, especially through TikTok. Um, so I don't want any survivors to ever feel that, you know, if, if a survivor really desperately wants to tell their story to somebody, I get on the phone with them. I keep their stories to myself unless they want to talk about it openly. Is, is that because they're told no one's going to believe you? You're alone. You're, is that, is that a part of the grooming aspect? Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of times that, that children have come, you know, I've seen so much where children have gone actually and said something and, you know, family members or whoever said, no, 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 it was not that it was, you know, like they were either lying or something, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into all of that with the trauma and everything there. They don't want to, talk about it because they feel that no one's going to believe them. So we try to, you know, give any survivor, um, a voice and any survivor that wants to come on our podcast floor is yours. Who is your team on the podcast? Who, who's your, who's your team? So I have Relentless Mikey. He's not on TikTok, but he's on Instagram and he is on um, Twitter. Um, he's my co-host. He's out of Illinois. And then I have Ashley. She's on TikTok, Instagram. I think she's on, no, she's not on Instagram. She's on Twitter. Um, she runs like the backstage for us. She runs like, you know, moderating for us. And she does so much work. She's out of Texas. So, um, and then we have other members like Conservative Ants's kind of a he's he's like partially a part of dark delight because he's co-host with me on fridays 
like tomorrow we have our podcast. Normally it's at noon, but we're doing 11 because he's getting interviewed by Newsmax at okay. Newsmax at 12.30. So he's like, can we do 11? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so um, he actually wants to be part of the Sting operations. He wants to be uh, a Sting operator when we when we get that up and running. Good for um, Yeah, we have a bunch of people that are not public quite yet, but they will be. Okay. I don't mind the mysteriousness just because of the work that's being done and, you know, they've got to protect themselves and their family at the same time. So I, to me that I get people that go, well, why wouldn't like, especially like when I do the podcast and I have people from TikTok, we use their TikTok name. We don't use their real names. And I, res- I you know, I, I respect that. So actually when, when we had freedom stick, like Pack and Patriot three rows, when they started, them. when they started saying their real names, I, I kind of panicked a little bit. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to edit that out. And there, and so I, I think I was Tony. I called Tony and I, and I said, Hey, I said, uh, I, I know Mike used your name. You know, do you want me to edit that out? He's like, Oh no, we've, we've been doing that for a while now. I said, well, the last I knew is we were, we were using our stage names. So, <laughs> but I panicked a little yeah. bit. Listen, you know what? <sighs> At the end of the day, if somebody wants to find out your name, they're going to find out your name. You know, everybody knows my name is Sonia. Um, I used to a Patriot Mama because that's just what I went by. It stuck. Did I just recently change my TikTok name to Dark Delight 1111? Yeah, I did. Um, because you know what? I work both sides. I don't. I, what I'm finding, especially during the month of June, um, is that I get attacked because of my name before they speak to me. And they don't realize, like, listen, you know, they, they, they think that just because the name Patriot is in my name, that I'm only calling out, let's say, the trans community for being pedophiles. Why aren't you going there to churches? And I'm like, hold, hold up. Yeah. Have you Slow seen my page? <laughs> Have you seen my page? I think I go after the church way more than anybody else. I must have at least 20 videos just going after the church. I am always going after the church. And there's a lot coming out with the church. Um, So I'm trying to, not that obviously, not that I'm not, I have my political views, but those are my political views. Um, But as far as rescuing children or legislation, I work with both sides, Democrats and Republicans. You know, anybody that is willing to get in the fight with me, the line in the sand for me is the children. Mm-hmm. So I will work with anybody. And I have found common grounds with, with people on the left discussing this. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of craziness going on. And I think there's a lot of division going on. But when it comes to the children, I don't care what side you're on. If you're willing to work with me and, and get in this fight with me, I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your political views are. But when it comes to children, that's the line in the sand for me. Is there a meaning behind the dark to light? I want to bring all of the years and years and years of this being hidden, of being covered up, of all of it. I want to bring it to light. I want to expose everything. I want to expose everything that's been going on, not only in your own neighborhoods, but all the way up to the top. Bring it all to light. Turn the lights on and let the roaches scatter so we could start stomping on them. Well, I I one thousand percent percent respect everything that you do. Follow along with what you do. Appreciate you coming onto the show, 
and uh, given us your story. I want to um, put out all the links and stuff, and I hope that from this we get people that join the cause with the shepherds and sure. and and your dark delight group as well. So if I can help out in any way with you, with you know whatever in Washington State, whoever's listening in Washington State, you uh, I'll connect you. You, okay. Yeah. You let, you let me know if I can help out in any way. And, and then, uh, you know, let's do what we can. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that just because I'm, I'm naive to the, to the, what needs to be done. So, but whatever I can do to help, I'm, I would love to help. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's a lot coming, a lot of good stuff coming. Um, so now it's a matter of um, who's going to get off the damn asses and actually get out there and do the work. Where if would my you... ass could get on a plane and go do this, there's a good portion of you that I know that can. And even if you don't get on a plane, if it's someplace local to you, you could do it. Where would you like people to go to find you? Yeah. Um, right now, Twitter is my main place, 2APatriot74. Um, obviously TikTok under Dark to Light 1111. I just switched my screen name and everything over because I'm actually going to be switching that page over to our group page because I've just had it with TikTok. I just, honestly, the crap that's on that app is disgusting. So, um, I'm trying to switch it over to, I'll still be in the videos every once in a while, but I'll be putting out a lot more information on there instead of just me. Um, I just feel like I've hit a dead end there and now it's, I'm really concentrating on working in real life with, with a lot of stuff. Um, Instagram, I'm also on there on the two way Patriot mama. Um, the podcast is on rumble, uh, under dark to light 1111. The links are all in my link tree or my beacons, whatever it is. Um, we also stream through Twitch and Twitter, my Twitter page, but we're also going to be creating a couple of pages for dark flight on all social media, including Facebook. And we'll start streaming the podcast through there as well. Again, I thank you for coming on. I'm going to, I'm going to attach all that to the prologue of the show. Thank you for coming on. If you, you, if you would like to help, please check out those, uh, all those links or the pages and get on that beacon and, and the, the forest of trees that she has and get all of that information. There are a bunch of resources, bunch of information. I advise you to do that. The, I'll have that, um, two a Patriot mama is the beacon. And then that'll, that'll lead you into the link trees as well. So thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure having you on. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on again. That is to a Patriot mama dark to light podcast. The link will be in my bio in my link tree. I mean, sorry from my bio and it'll be in the prologue of the show. So check that out. The dark to light podcast. You can check her out on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, rumble, uh, the beacon, which turns into our league tree and all of those pages. Like she, not the link tree, the link forest. And all of that will be in there to a Patriot mama. Um, again, if you would like to be a part of this organization that she's trying to build, uh, a part of the, the shepherds, a part of dark to light, if you would like to be a part of that in any aspect or have other questions that you'd like answered, contact her, contact me, email the show extra Lambo at gmail.com. Shoot me a direct message. I'll get you pointed in the right direction. I think what we can take from this podcast is 
it can happen. Just like I, I said at the beginning of the show, it can happen to your family. And you could be that helicopter parent. You can be going through, you know, your, your kids' phones, tablets, computers, uh, uh, search history. It doesn't matter. You could be that parent and it can still happen to your child. So do not think that you are excluded from this because it can happen to you. If you need any information, please check out, go to Beacon, Two-Way Patriot Mama, and it will pull up all of those resources. It'll show all of the research links. It'll show everything that you need to know, including our link trees, which is the very bottom tab, and it'll take you to the link trees. It is, it is so much information, so many resources. Email the show. I will help you out. Go watch that HBO Max Sosa, the undercover eight, uh, undercover underage. Um, check out the 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 Two A Patriot Mama uh, Dark Delight podcast. So much information, and I guarantee you that we haven't even scratched the surface. That's how bad this country is when it comes to human trafficking, comes to sex trafficking, child trafficking. It is unreal. And now that our borders are wide open, there is a new crop coming through that border every single day and that is the scariest fucking scariest thing is not only do we have undocumented people is not only do we have fighting age males crossing the border not only do we have fentanyl guns weapons of of war weapons we have children that are here for trafficking we're just letting them cross the border it is pure evil, and I cannot tell you enough that we need your help. And I keep saying we. I, I'm trying to get involved in this as well. I should not use we. That's my apology. Myself and you need to start getting off of our butts and help. Because it's going to take all of us to help battle this trafficking. It is the fastest criminal enterprise, and it's going to surpass the arms and you will know that when you go watch The Sound of Freedom. Please go buy the tickets to that movie. It's in your movie theater. Please go buy the tickets to that movie. The Sound of Freedom. It will be an eye-opener. It will be a huge eye-opener. If you don't believe that this is going on at all, go watch the movie. Mel Gibson is coming out with the, with the four-part series, the four-part documentary. Go watch that. Go listen to that. Because it's real. It is happening. It's happening every day. We talked about Vegas and Detroit. Uh, I, I believe she was there in Vegas twice. I don't know if I said that or not. I, But she's been to Vegas twice. And then as well as uh, another one there where, where she lives. Uh, or no. What did she say? Philadelphia? Pennsylvania? Something like that. Over there in, in, on that side of the country though. And she's doing something about it. That's That's the... That's the tip of the cap right there. You're actually doing something about it. I don't know what's going to come of this with the podcast and, and trying to help. I'm hoping that it comes across your ears and you go, fuck, I'd really love to help. I'd love to do something. If you, if you have that feeling you'd like to do something, let's, let's do something. I'm hoping that I can get in contact with the lady from Washington State and I can help out in any way that I can. I'd, I'd love to be a part of this. I'd love to be on the searches and doing what I can with that. Save, save, saving these children. 
So, Tui Patriot Mama, thank you for coming on. Dark Delight Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble. All of it's on my link tree. It will... That's the easiest way to get a hold of any of this stuff. If you'd like to go watch all the shows, watch, listen to the podcast. I believe they're video casts as well, so you can watch them. But get on there, please. Help this cause. Do, if you want to join the Shepherds um, or the Dark Delight group as well, get on their websites. Get on their websites. Do what you can. Email the show if you need help, and I'll, I'll do whatever I can to help. And... Please share the show. Put it on your Facebook. Share the show. Say child trafficking podcast. I, I don't care what you do. Just share the show if you would for me, please. Like, follow, share. Um, this has been a little extra Lambo. This was this is a big show because of the information, because of what it's for. It's for the children. And this is real. If you would like to help, please reach out to the show. I am Lambo. This is a little extra Lambo podcast. Peace.